Hello. Oh, hello. Welcome to a bonus episode of From, From the Lower Level. level. Um, we're talking about the Real Housewives of Potomac season six reunions. We pull a bonus episode every time, but we Moshi. We never promised anyone bonus episodes, okay, every time. We just said we may or may not discuss it. In my mind, I promised the people. Well, do you know what we have promised the people and we haven't delivered on is telling them who we are. So for those at home, I'm Moshi. And I'm Patrizio, and I was literally about to introduce us. (laughs) Taking too long. But it was cute. I'm so glad that I stood aside and let you do the intro this time. It was nice. There's a lot of pressure, but I delivered. A hundred percent. Um, well, Moshi, there were four parts to the Real Housewives of Potomac season six reunion. We have already kind of talked about the first part in a bonus episode um, several weeks ago now. <laughs> in the meantime, these parts have been playing and it finally wrapped up this week um in the big conclusion which included Nikki Minaj herself in the host chair um but Moshi why have we not now so I'm just gonna say it this reunion I think was a bit of a disappointment um, there were some obviously significant feuds that happened throughout the episode, uh, throughout the season, but I think it really spoke to the fact that not a lot happened this season. Like nothing happened to move things along and not, a, not enough housewives really carried a storyline. So I think, you know, Ashley, I'm going to agree with Nikki on this one, didn't really carry a storyline. Uh, the Grand Dame, as wonderful as she is, she didn't really carry a storyline all the way through. And I think for me, the biggest disappointment in terms of the reunion for me was really Mia. She had a lot to say throughout the season. She had a lot to say offline. But when it came down to the reunion, she wasn't really able to run with the big dogs. And I also just want to pour one out for Dia Ascala who was brought out onto the stage in uh, part two, I believe, or part three. And Honey Child, she she said two sentences. I mean, she brought her receipts and everything, but she really did not get an opportunity. And I also sort of feel like I wonder if a huge part of it is just the way Andy hosted it this season as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. For me... It just wasn't giving what it was supposed to give. And and this is the thing. We can't always expect God tier every single time. There's we there had to come a season where one of the best franchises would kind of low-key flop a little. Um, and I think this was it. But I do think that these women are going to watch this back, see the reunions, see some of the comments, and I think that they will come step their pussies up next season. I just want to say, first of all, Scala, gowns, beautiful gowns. Oh, beautiful gowns, beautiful gowns, beautiful gowns. But that's about it. 
and it's a shame because I actually do think Ascala was a good friend of. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm going to agree with you. Look, was it worth four parts? Probably not. And I think, I mean, we've discussed it before. Obviously, it got the fourth part because of the Nicki Minaj of it all. Yes. Um, But it definitely could have just been two episodes plus the Nicki Minaj episode. Like, it did not need all four. It did feel a little light on. And I actually feel like the the main things that I would have wanted to like discuss were not discussed at all at the reunion or they were kind of very quickly glossed over. Um, what were those? Tell me what those things were. I think the whole, like, I think Wendy, like the way that Wendy got like the seat next to Anne, but I feel like she didn't deliver at this reunion. And I, feel I, like it, I would agree with that a little bit. I just don't think that we got resolve for any of, like, the drama that she was having with the other women. I don't think that, like, we really talked all that much about her. And, in fact, even, like, Nicki Minaj really does not, like, interact much with Wendy either. Well, I will say that, um, you know, because I'm always listening to other podcasts and I spoke about this in our, our regular episode about listening to Portia on another podcast. I also listened to Wendy do an interview on another podcast earlier this week and it was a podcast post the reunion episode, so post all of them. And she actually said that there's so many things that were edited out. Like there was a lot of context around like some of the conversations, particularly the episode, which I think is like part three, where is usually the husband's episode, right? And that's kind of how we conclude. The husbands came out and we also didn't really get much from them. But the husbands came out and there is a bit where it basically looks like, you know, Wendy isn't giving Eddie an opportunity to talk. And she said there's a whole conversation that happens in between, like Eddie being asked the question, Eddie answering, and then her making the comment that we do see that was completely cut out. And I get it that these things are edited because they shoot like 12 hours worth of content and they have to pull it down. So for me, I don't necessarily, this is why I was saying like, I'm wondering if this was Andy or it was just the way it was edited. I feel like these women do always give us what we want, but I do think that perhaps this episode was also potentially just poorly, like this reunion, poorly edited. I think there's a lot that we just didn't get shown that was probably good. That's interesting of itself because it's sort of like, why did we get the bits that we didn't really care about and then we missed the bits that we're sort of like sitting here now being like, I wish I had heard all these things. Because I agree with you. Like, there's definitely like, you know, I think even Nicki Minaj said it. Like, she tweeted that, like, she had asked all these questions to certain, like, I think Mia perhaps it was. Um, but obviously editing, like, they can't put it all in the episodes. So they just sort of have to pick the highlights of it. So I don't know. It's, interesting right um i don't think it was a bad season overall um i think that this season was actually like for a pandemic season yeah good i agree with other franchises um i think i i i think that the reunion did not match the season if that makes any sense yeah i see that i think i've seen a few other people online also say that like season three i think of like potomac was also a bit so um, 
I will say though that I feel like all these women, and this is why Potomac does so well, is that they get the assignment. Like, I think they all know what they're there to do, and that's why it's good television generally. All right. So with that said, let's talk about like some of the highlights. So I think the biggest highlight um, that we saw was Karen and Giselle and I guess watching their interactions and the way that they have come to this. They're, they're obviously not bosom buddies, but they have they have like this really specific rationale for who they are on this show and how they play out on this show. And they came to some sort of reconciliation and moment which ended up with Giselle grabbing Karen's butt. That was pretty interesting to me. <laughs> um, I think, like, they've resolved it. And I think that's 100%. Like, completely okay. Um, I actually thought it was so beautiful to watch, um, you know, Giselle talk about how, you know, she was just so happy that Karen... Um, still, like, acknowledged, like, her children and, like, would hug them when she saw them and, you know, ask how they were because Karen didn't have to do that given, like, her relationship where it was at with Giselle at the time. Um, but I think that's the thing, like, that's where these women are at, though. I think that's what, like, they get the assignment and I think they're still, you know, really nice people and they're not going to, like, drag the kids into it and all the rest of it. Because I think, like, I think Potomac is really one of the only like franchises where they actually don't talk about the children. So I feel like a lot of the other franchises, like they always are like, don't talk about the kids, but the kids always get dragged into it. Whereas I really don't feel like it's done in a malicious way at all on Potomac. Well, I think that's number one because there's a bit of a disparity, I guess, in ages with some of the kids. So we don't have like that thing on like New Jersey where all the kids grew up together and they're all friends. Like for instance, Karen's kids aren't there. But the other thing that I will say, particularly about that interaction that Giselle calls out, obviously we also see Giselle break down and kind of cry and show a bit of vulnerability and emotion. And and that is mentioned. But I think the other side of it is it shows that Giselle and Karen had a real relationship from the get-go. Um, I think, you know, I have said that throughout this season that I think Wendy played the game of Housewives really well and it ended up landing her that seat next to Andy. Like, I think she knew the assignment in terms of how to do a show, but the thing that you, the thing that will always win out and win everybody over on a show like Housewives is that real connection. It's kind of like, you know, Nene and Kim, That was the same thing with them. And if you read the book, Not All Diamonds and Rosé, you learn that prior to filming Atlanta, Nene and Kim were not speaking to each other. And Sheree actually really wanted to exploit that. And it ended up backfiring on Sheree. And why it backfired was purely because of Kim's kids and how Nene just, you know, didn't bring it to the kids in the same way and showed that level of respect because they had a a real relationship prior to that. And those are the things that I think are going to burn Wendy. Wendy, I don't think, has formed enough really close connections with what is the core group of this show to have those genuine connections. So my thing that I worry about with Wendy is that she's going to burn out too fast. Like she's just come in a little too hard. 
Well, yeah, I guess, like, and this goes back to the whole, like, you know, you kind of have to, like, choose who you're going to, like, attach yourself to, right? And right. Wendy this season attached herself to Karen, which was fine, but I guess, like, at the end of the day, it's, like, it's the green-eyed bandits that you kind of have to be engaged with. Yeah, I mean, I think attaching to herself to Karen was a smart move, but I don't think she anticipated that Karen would kind of step back as much as she did because Karen really was just watching from the sidelines doing her own thing. Like, Karen is so unbothered. She she didn't even need to – once her and, once the goddess party happened and she'd squashed her beef, Karen really had no beef with anybody else throughout the rest of the season. She was just focused on her and Ray. But I think – you know, I, I commend Wendy again because she went for the the snake's head. Like she went for the queen of the show, which is undeniably Giselle. And I mean, I don't think it backfired. I think it worked in her favor. But my thing is that like when it comes to the reunion, which is again where we're supposed to get that resolve so that we know how they're going to move on in the next season, that didn't happen. So for me it feels kind of uncomfortable. I feel like they're going to go into next season and Wendy is not going to know what hit her because now Giselle is prepared, right? Mm -hmm. And Giselle is going to be ready to really take her down. And, yeah, I I just, I just, yeah, I'm really not sure what's going to happen next season. But um, I guess another really significant aspect of this show was around Candace and I mean for lack of a better word the way she reacts or the way she behaves the things that she says and this argument the argument is and I think we've I've definitely always felt this I'll just speak for myself is that I feel that Candace does hit a bit below the belt um I feel and for me my issue has always been just with Ashley is where I feel that she hits a bit below the belt. I think the stuff with Mia was just unfortunate, but Mia gave as good as she got. But for me, it's always particularly been the way that she is with Ashley. It's come out of nowhere. It's always been unnecessary. But I think, you know, a really important aspect was brought up. Was it part two um, or part three? Yeah, part two where they were speaking about it and it was this discussion of colorism. Um, which is a really important conversation and one that, like, we didn't delve deep enough into on the episode. But, again, you know, Wendy, I have to admit it, Wendy summed it up exactly how it needed to be summed up in a way that I think left us all thinking afterwards. Well, Moshi, this was, like, perhaps one of my most favourite parts of the reunion um, because, I mean, I definitely know that I don't know enough about all this sort of stuff, but, you know, I think there's been a suggestion, especially when you read online, on the blog yeah. and all the rest of it, that, you know, that there is colorism in the show and that it's the darker skinned women who are treated to a different standard compared to the lighter skinned women. Yep. Um, and I think that's always been a bit of a theme throughout the whole of Potomac. Like remember that first season, 
it was actually like very uncomfortable watching because there was a lot of discussion around being biracial or like, you know, like, you know, how black they were, right? Um, so it's always kind of been there. Um, but I think we have definitely seen that Wendy and Candace being the darker skinned women on the cast are definitely held to a very different standard compared to the other women. And what I really liked at this section was that the question is posed to the group. Like, do you think that colorism exists in this group? Right. And Ashley turns around and says, well, no, like, I don't think anyone is treated any differently. I think we're all on the same level here. And, and this is where Wendy with like all of her, her knowledge and like, this is her field of expertise, right? She says, well, why do you think that colorism doesn't exist in this group when it exists in society? And I was just 100%. like, I know. Blown. It was just like, it was, I mean, I had to, I am a, you know, dark skinned black woman. I've experienced colorism in, and the thing about colorism is that it's, it's almost like in, uh, the thing that I could perhaps equate it to in another marginalized group is something like internalized homophobia, right? It's something that tends to happen within the culture itself, but it is an offshoot of, you know, we're getting deep now. It is an offshoot of white supremacy and all of our proximity to, to white supremacy. And this is why we always say that you, everyone is racist. You can't not be racist. You can only work towards being anti-racist. And, you know, I, I thought about it and look, I do, I'm not somebody who participates in the blogs. Like I don't like go full deep in the comments and I, I don't say some horrible things, but I have definitely been anti-Candace always. And I'm, I'm sure that part of it has to do with the, with the, like a, a biased side. I'm sure that I do perhaps hold her to a higher standard, but I do want to say that she has been nothing but really horrible to um, Ashley. Like I stand by that she has been horrible to Ashley, but I do think that perhaps Giselle does some, I don't know. I feel like I've held Giselle to the same standard. I've definitely had a point where I'm like, Giselle needs to be off this too, but I think there is definitely in the blogs people say some really harsher things to Candace and treat her much more cruel than they would treat others. And I think that that is the same thing that happens to Wendy as well. Like I think Wendy, particularly the way that her body was policed is something that um, I think the the lighter skinned women on the show felt entitled to do, uh, which perhaps came from, a, a colorism perspective but it's it's a really funny one to me because I've I think I've always said that between Candace and Ashley there's also a classism issue in that while although um Ashley has the lighter skin privilege um Candace to me always comes at Ashley from a place of um moral superiority that for me is rooted in her privilege as an affluent person. And I mean, it's just like, this is where I'm just like, how, this is where I'm just like, how can you not watch Housewives? Like it is such a microchism of like little bits of the way the world works. And 
I think, you know, Wendy gave us the thesis statement. How can you think one thing exists in society but doesn't exist on housewives, right? Like that's the thesis, that's the statement, and that's the um, academic side of watching these shows, which I like to think we all watch it academically from time to time. Well, I mean, it is a comment on society. I think there's you can put some anthropology in there. 100%. I think there's a few things in there for me. I think that, you know, uh, look, one of the women could have potentially argued that they do exist in some post-colorism society in their group. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that does not exist. We are not there yet, honey. <laughs> um, well, some people would like to probably think that, but like, you know, nah, I just was so just like blown away by it because I was just like, you know, I had never thought of it that way. I had like just, I just was yeah uh, it's such an interesting thought and I think that's like Wendy at her best as well like when she is having these conversations and she is sort of like making you think um I I think for me though the thing with Candace is that like I think um one thing that I've learned this year about Housewives and I think we've both been on this journey Moshi is that we have to lean into the fact that these women are all completely trash like (laughs) like we we know that like we've I mean we've had to be apologists you know we've backed the wrong horse at some points as well um, every season every season like Jen Shah I mean like the way that we stand um, and this is the thing that, like, I think we have to just accept that when you go on these shows, you're not going on because you're a, a, a person. I think, like, those kind of people are, like, a Scala who did not survive. Like, and there's a reason why she did not survive. Because she's just too good. She's inherently too good to be on a show. Like, <laughs> um, So I'm willing at this point to accept for being an absolute like you know stirring like going below the belt like starting drama like I'm okay with accepting that I think the issue with Candace is that there was just like zero accountability like I think like is she like she doesn't have to apologize she just has to like admit that yes like I stirred the pot yes it was below the belt but she doesn't have to apologize but it's the fact that she's just she's completely just oblivious to the fact that like she is acting like a terrible person and I'm okay (laughs) with being that terrible person but she needs to at least be like you know what yes I started the drama yes I threw the first lettuce at the cast trip like, and that's okay. You're allowed to do that. But you have to also own it. Owning Thank it. you, Lisa, Rina. Own it, own it, own it. I think, though, I do want to wrap up this section to say that, I don't know, maybe it was Nicki Minaj, but it seemed to me that by the end of this reunion, one thing that had happened is that Candace and Ashley had also decided that they were going to be frenemies and that it just is what it is. Like, they, they are like determined to exist in the space together they're both happy for the other one to remain on the franchise 
but they're just going to walk through life being frenemies. They took some cute pictures together. They stood up for a little while. They stood to, up for each other for a few bits. You know, Candace came in to kind of bat for Ashley against Nicki Minaj when Nicki went in on her. I mean, it, that was the plot twist that I did not see coming. Sorry, but it will all be ruined by the next season. Don't oh, worry. 100%. I can't wait. So then let us discuss, I guess, the other highlight, which is the Nicki Minaj of it all. Was it a highlight, Moshi? I thought it was interesting. I thought it was a nice way to mix things up. I thought that when Nicki came out swinging, you know, with all the stuff about Ashley um, and just, like, where was the lie? Like, she was saying to us, like, honey, child, you did not have a storyline. Did you go to, um, did you go up wherever they were on their holiday to stir up the drama for the Green-Eyed Bandits? My issue is that I think it was a fun idea, but it was poorly executed. There's another tea. I know, but I just don't think, I think that, like, Nikki is just not, She's not a reunion host. <laughs> um, I think, like, she should have been watching while they were filming. Like, I feel like she was, like, too... Like, we had to rehash a few things that had already been spoken about on the reunion. Oh, okay. Fair enough. And it was sort of like, had she been watching? Because, like, I'm sure, like, if it is a 12-hour shooting day, like, she probably just came for the last, like, two hours. But I think... One hour on the show, like... I think the other side of it is, though, is that she was trying to, like, coming from the Nikki perspective, even if she uh, was asking questions that Andy had already asked, the idea was that she kind of should have gotten a different answer because to Andy, they're going to give the diplomatic answer, but to Nicki Minaj, they're supposed to be given the kikiing with your girl's answer, right? Like, that's what we were supposed to get from Nikki. Um. Yes, and I think as well, like, Nikki can, uh, I mean, Andy Cohen said it to her, like, she could be biased. She could be, like, team Giselle or team Wendy or whoever's team she wanted to be on when she was asking the questions. It was kind of like watching another run the reunion. Like, if, like, there was no Andy Cohen and you just put Giselle in the hosting chair, um, it was very that. Like, I mean... She was extremely knowledgeable. I think she, like, she's clearly a super fan, like all of us are as well. And, you know, she asked the questions that the fans wanted to know, that she wanted to know. Um, But then at the same time, some of the things that she would say, I was just sort of like, when she was like to Robin, like, wow, it really seemed like you and Juan had, like, more chemistry this season. (laughs) And I was like, we saw him for a halt. Three, three seconds, seconds. yeah also when we did see him he failed on shooting like straight away so like i don't really know impression from i i agree with you when she started talking about robin and Lon having chemistry i was like really maybe it was because they went on like one date or we saw them in more scenes together at the warehouse i don't know I mean, let's just talk about the fact that he didn't even come to the reunion. Well, that was a whole storyline in and of itself in the reunion, right? This whole thing about, you know, he's a coach, he's busy, he but it's quite clear he does not want to be on this show. 
No, not at all. And same as Michael Darby. But um, but we're happy for Michael Darby to not be on the show. <laughs> correct. Um, look, I think Nikki made some really good points. Like, I like she, the way that she straight away it was just like, Ashley, did you stir up trouble because you didn't have a storyline? I don't think like the women were prepared for it. And I was not prepared for it, and I'm so glad it was asked. It was really good. Um, I think, though, as well, what I really like to see, and I think we kind of, like, knew that this was going to happen, was this sort of, like, Nikki and Candace talking to each other, like, artist to artist. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, But... You know, Nikki was finally able to sort of like ask the questions, and the way that like she was just sort of like, "So, how many albums have you sold?" And Candace is like five hundred thousand, and and Nicki Minaj just like you've seen in her face, and she's just like, "No, no, no!" Like, how many albums have you sold? <laughs> And then she pulled out the numbers off her phone and it's only, like, 20,000. And it's, like... Which is a lot. That's actually a lot still. It's still great, right? Um, But it was just sort of, like, that that's the correct answer. Like, you have not sold 500,000. I think what Nikki was... It was interesting for me, that segment, because it was, like, I don't know if Nikki meant it in a shady way. I mean, I'm sure she did. But it was, like, I guess she was really trying to see how serious Candace was. Like there was a comment that Nikki made that I was like, Nikki is throwing you a bone here. And I think the thing is Candace is always so defensive about everything. But Nikki was like, she, Nikki wanted to know how serious she was. Nikki was like, I have a record label. Like she was like, kind of like, I could sign you, you know, like I just think what she was trying to show Candace is that anytime you are ever in front of a person in the industry who has clout, who has power, you need to be on your A game. That was a test because you're in a different world now. If you find yourself maybe in front of, you know, a Jay-Z or someone like that, you know, you, you just never know at any of these like awards at an award show, you find yourself in front of an Alicia Keys, you find yourself in front of people who have um, power and the opportunity to elevate your career. You need to know this stuff. You need to be selling yourself at every point, at every moment. And, that was prep work and I hope that that's what um, Candace took from that scenario so that she's never, ever, ever caught out again because every moment in that industry is an opportunity. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's like she – and because when Nikki's like, you know, I have a label, so, like, what is, like, that one quality about you that's going to, like, make me want to sign you? And – yeah, Candace like almost like went back into her shell and she was like, you know, really downplaying. Like, I mean, I would have said like, you know, like my hustle or something. Like she literally has gone out and like done this whole album. She's like the done the music videos. Like she is like determined to make this work. And, you know, we have had a lot of housewives throughout the years try to have a song, right? We've got like, the Melissa Gorga, you know, artists attempt, you know, the the Kim Zolziak. But like Candace's album is actually it's like good. Yes, like it she could can sing. go somewhere. Like it's a legit like production and it's not just for the show that she's like released a song. Um 
so yeah, it was kind of disappointing to see. And as well, like that the whole then the next part of it was when Nikki was like, Well, like if you're an artist the a cappella. Um and I get it, like, you know, obviously Candace does rely well, on a bit of like tuning. It's not that, it's that she said when when Nikki asked her what was the thing that sets her apart, and I'm just like Patrizio, she should have spoken to you ahead of the reunion, but she said it was her vocal ability. If you're gonna say that it's your vocal ability, you're going to be expected to sing. Yeah, you have to sing, right? But like the way that one, she didn't even want to sing one of her own songs. Like, like what like what are you doing? <laughs> and then she sung it and it was great. It was and, great. Like, she know... was just too she was too in her head and she wasn't prepared. And I think the the truth of it is in the industry that every single moment, like I've watched enough love and hip hop to know that like you have to take every moment. Like I'm just going to put it out there, but Cardi B is like the perfect example of someone who she started out on one of these reality TV shows, you know, she was a stripper. And even on that show, every second, like nobody would take her seriously. And she was constantly like, let me rap for you. Let me rap for you. Like let that that's the that's the drive. That's where she was coming from, right? And you know, she's had to deal with all that shit. She doesn't write her own raps, she doesn't do all of this sort of stuff, but she is ready when she needs to be. She's always got a verse prepared. She's always ready to to drop it like it's hot. And that's where you need to be in this industry. I mean, you know, being the record execs that we are, we know all about the game. Um after she sings a cappella, Mia says that she's going to buy Candace's album. Do you think that she has? No. <laughs> I don't think we're going to see Mia ever again. <laughs> I think Mia's gone. So? Well, that's my question for you is, I mean, after this this whole thing, I mean, so number one, I think, you know, it wasn't worth four episodes. It was nice kind of a novelty to have Nicki Minaj but who do we think is out and who do we think is in next season? Um, I think that the beauty is that these women, like they work together and they work well. Um, I think that Robin, we had questions on her housewife status. Perhaps she should have been a friend of this mm-hmm. season. Um, so, I mean, I would be interested to see what she is telling the producer to the next season. Um, perhaps we'll finally get that, that wedding that keeps being, you know, thrown around. Dangled. Dangled. Every finale, we kind of like wonder, is she having her wedding the next season? Or maybe Um, her and Juan will actually call it quits. No, I don't think they'll call it quits. I don't want that to happen, but, um, but I think, like, more or less, it'll be the same crew. I think Mia set to see her go because I think that, like, at least get another season. I think your first season is always a bit rough. And I think, you know, I just think of, like, the the housewives that we've had that were, like, the one-hit wonders. You know, it was, like, the, the Cindy Bar Shops. Like, if they had only had another season just to, like, work it all out. Can I tell you what I would like to see in the next season? What? I want, like, another first lady on the show. Like, I want somebody from Giselle's past who Giselle has drama with from the church circuit or one of the other mothers of Jamal's children. 
Well, I, I had another woman, well, another woman into the mix. Um, I think, you know, I don't know. Well, I don't give Wendy a friend. I was, all, I was also about to say also Wendy needs a, a gang gang. Wendy needs a friend. But I don't think Wendy has any friends. I think she just has Eddie. But bring Eddie's mum onto the show. Yes, or bring another Nigerian from a different tribe on the show. Oh, my God. Not a tribe war. A hundred percent. Oh, honey. Um I don't know, and maybe Ashley. She's the only she's the only other one I see in danger. I think friend of for Ashley is great. I think she like I just think she needs to just keep doing the TikTok. She's fabulous on TikTok and just spending time with her family. Like she's not gonna get this time back ever again. Just lean into having it. Um what do you think about Wendy? And her receipts or her giant receipt. She brought like this giant board on. Where did that come from? That was my first At this question. point, I don't think the receipt matters. I think we all agree that re- like, so there's a, there's a few things that are true. Number one is no, nothing is off limits on these shows. Like no relationship is off limits. It is what it is but she was 100% entitled to react to the women the way that she did. She was absolutely right in saying that when it was on the blog, only, you know, a few hundred people had seen that rumour, but Giselle bringing it on the show and, in addition, Ashley and Robin propagated that rumour further and I 100% think, you know, Wendy was right in her reaction to be as pissed off as she is. The issue for me is just that, like, Giselle didn't acknowledge that that's what she did and that's really dumb and sucky. I think that giant receipt was just a waste of money because I think as viewers we understand the premise. Like, Wendy, you don't have to say the premise anymore. The thing is you just have to recognise that you're not going to win against Giselle. She's not going to back down. She's not going to apologise and she's particularly not going to do it because you're so mad and she loves to see you make yourself look crazy. That's gaslighting. That is gaslighting. I think this was one of my biggest disappointments of this reunion, that it was such an important, like, storyline this season and I just honestly feel like I got no resolve at all and I feel like the point was missed as well that like Wendy was trying to make um that you know I think people were pretending that they hadn't heard this rumor and I think everyone just needed to admit it Robin just needed to like be honest about and that was the whole point of bringing onto set was that like you knew about the rumour and you just pretended yeah. that you didn't know about it. Um, no, but and I, my, my thing is because of her reaction and, like, she's entitled to react the way she wanted Wendy, these women were determined to gaslight the fuck out of her. And they, they don't care. You know, Giselle and Rob, Robin, you can't... I don't know. You, you can't fight dumb. You know what I mean? Like, you can't... I don't mean that about... I just mean, like they're not going to back down. They're not going to admit any sort of defeat. You could have held a gun to their heads. They wouldn't have said anything. They were determined to gaslight the fuck out of her. And 
I and that's the thing about when you're being gaslit is that you go to extremes to prove your truth right and or the truth and the problem is you're going up against somebody who just we know about Giselle she doesn't care you can say anything to her she will never let it get to her and she this is her game and you're not playing it as well as she plays it it just is what it is I was also just really disappointed that Andy Cohen like didn't like giant receipt because he was sort of like last year we had a bunch. Oh, I was, like I said at the Robin beginning, like, Andy was not cool this whole reunion. Like even when he said to Candace that thing about kind of implying that she, I mean she did provoke, <laughs> she did provoke Monique last last season, but um, like. Andy was not into it, this reunion. No, I, I wasn't a fan. and Because it was like, you know what? Some of these women have brought terrible receipts before. Like, mm-hmm. that it's you can't even read the receipt. That's how bad it is. Like, the way that, like, for me, it was like, where did it come from? Like, two, like, it's bloody huge, so you can see it from the other side of the set. <laughs> and, like... It, this is what I want to see. And, like, even Robin, when she was like, oh, like, what you were... Like, yes, Wendy's got bank that she can go do that, Robin. <laughs> like, sorry. sorry. I guess it was also... It was also, like, the call records and things like that. I don't know. I just think that, like, Andy did not do his due diligence as a reunion host in this episode. He He phoned it in. And there was, it lacked a bit of heart. It lacked a bit of soul. And so like a lot of these like receipt things, they just didn't land in the way that they want to, which is I think the overall vibe of the reunions is they just didn't land the way they should have landed. Do you think that partly it's that they didn't want to get too deep into anything because Nikki was coming? Like, I guess you said it in our first um, bonus episode on this reunion that obviously they say that Nikki wasn't coming to the reunion so that the women wouldn't hold back on any information. But do you think that, like, it was kind of a little, like, lackluster because they did know that Nikki Minaj was going to come and ask some, you know, some questions? I don't know if that was it. You know what, Patty? I think, like, I think that everyone was tired. <laughs> I think that, like, we we have just I felt like like we've had nonstop housewives and drama and things happening online <laughs> offline and for whatever reason during the pandemic I feel like everything is heightened and I just feel like this show was this episode this bonus thing was the the reunion was not given the respect that it needed from the get-go from Andy he was not in it I felt like he knew that he could phone it in perhaps because the focus would be on Nikki being on the show anyway. Nobody would really care about what he brought to the show. I don't know. There's so many things I could speculate on in terms of why this didn't land the way it should have landed. Um, but, look, I hope I've, I've managed to justify why I don't think we needed to record multiple bonus episodes. I appreciate that. Um, Moshi, my final, like, low light of this Ooh, low light. was 
the ageism with Karen when Nicki Minaj was talking about all the wigs, the wig game had improved and the other women really came for Karen and like told her that she looked like really old in the first seasons, which I mean, was that a lie? No, I don't think they came for her. I think it was like, it was honest and truth. And I think like Karen will be the first person to tell you that she has glowed up as the seasons have gone she has definitely gotten younger and I remember watching that first season one and thinking that she was a much more mature woman than she is um which is you know again my also my inherent ageism um I don't think the ageism came from Nikki though I think Nikki was calling out the fact that when it comes to Karen the only, particularly with Giselle, the only insults that she can give to Karen are age-related insults. She can't knock Karen for her business acumen, for her marriage, really, for her children, for her lifestyle. Like, she really, there isn't really anything to go at Karen for because, unfortunately, or fortunately for Karen, everything LaDame touches turns into gold, right? And she has all the things that, I guess anyone would want, not just Giselle. She's independent, successful career. She's been married a long time. Her kids are doing great. The only thing you can knock Karen on is her age. That's all they've got on her. So, so you're gonna you're gonna agree, um, Nicki Minaj. Yeah, when they can't go for your brains, your beauty, or your bank, they're gonna come for your age. A hundred percent, honey. Moshi, is there anything else you want to hit before we round this out? The thing that I will want to hit is the candle wars. Yes, there is room for everyone to have a fragrance, but Wendy coming out with five and seven wick candles is insane. And also props to Mia for, like, totally just bum-rushing a candle out before all of them. <laughs> I just want to say that, like, you know what, this was, this was the thing, and I think it was addressed on this reunion, that... Uh, Wendy coming out with a candle, like if the storyline on the show while they were recording was trying to figure out your business, it Thank should you. have been released episode one. Thank you. The show, right? The minute that it was mentioned, it was brought into existence, it should have been on the shelves. Um, I will say that there is an interview that Wendy did this week on one of my favourite podcasts, which is called Lust Culturistas. And um, find that episode with Wendy Osefo and there is more context, which when you listen to it, you go, oh, actually, that isn't different. Wendy has a very good way of explaining how the whole candle thing didn't actually come out of nowhere. We just weren't paying attention. Oh, um, but I think that, you know, and obviously Mia got ahead of the game. She got her candle out while this was all going on, which is great, great business. But I think where Wendy failed getting the candle out on the first episode when it aired, she killed it by getting the five and the six. Yes. By the reunion. By the reunion, 100%. And only a candle sold out, always sold out. So there you go. Well, Moshi... That brings us to the end of season six of Real Housewives of Potomac. Thank you, ladies, Potomac ladies, for for bringing it. Um, I guess, yeah, we'll be back next week with our last episode 
for the year, for this season, our own season, and we will be back next year. Oh, my God, I can't believe we've been doing 50 episodes or something, more than 50 episodes. It's been a whole year. It's been fun. Washi, can't wait to do it with you all again very soon. Bye. Bye.